1: To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor.
2: Now, the Hebrew word that Naomi used here for rest is a very special word. It's a very special word, menucha. It's a very special word. It's the same word that's translated still in Psalm 23 Two. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He leadeth me beside the menucha waters. This type of Rests, very special rest, the Menuchah rest, is associated with God. It's associated with the Messiah, with the Lord Jesus Christ, because in Isaiah 11:10 it says, "And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, that's the Messiah, which shall stand for an ensign of the people; to it shall the Gentiles seek." and his rest shall be glorious. See, in that verse, the Lord Jesus Christ is called the root of Jesse from the Jewish people. He's an ensign or a flag of the people or the one that the true Jewish people are happy to display as their God. He's the one who the Gentiles shall seek. In other words, he's the God of the Gentiles. And then it says, his rest shall be glorious. The Menucha, glorious rest. It's called his rest shall be glorious. See, it's his rest because it can only come from the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he was speaking about in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 29, when he said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you that rest, that menucha that comes from God only. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. See, the Lord Jesus Christ was saying there, learn of me and you shall find the menucha rest unto your souls. Learn of me and find rest unto your souls. Naomi prayed for her daughter-in-laws. She said, the Lord grant that she may find rest. And so she's praying that they would learn of Israel's Messiah, of the Lord Jesus Christ, and find the promised rest. And now we see Naomi adds one more part to her blessing in verse 9 when she says, the Lord granted she may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. (laughs) In that last part, Naomi has added that, and this is Naomi. This is classic Naomi, in the house of her husband. So here's another push from Naomi, you know, they don't have a husband, they're widows. But she's saying with her blessing that God should show his special chesed, loving kindness to them, and that they should find the special men- menuha rest for their souls, and which all sounds good. And then she comes with the push away when she says, In the house of your husbands you should find him, not in my house. So, all these blessings should happen to her father's so in no law in the house of her blessing. So, that means that they, they should all happen to her, to them, not in her house. So, the last phrase really hurts the daughter's in law. It's not nice. And so, then we see what happened in the last part of verse nine. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. So, what do we see? She kisses them. Now, this is not the polite peck on the cheek type of kiss. This is the word, nashach, and it it is the same word that you see oftentimes associated with the two other words, and those two other words are embrace and weep, embrace and cry. This is the word that was used with the reconciliation of Esau and Jacob in Genesis 33, where it says, and Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him and they wept. It all goes together. So we get the picture of what the Tanishak kiss means was in, in the scene here with Esau and, and Jacob, but also in the scene with Joseph when he was finally reconciled to his brothers in Genesis forty five fifteen, where it says, moreover, he kissed all his brethren and wept upon them. And after that, his, bre- his brethren talked with him. So in these instances, what we see here in the Nashak kiss is a, a, a reconciliation, and that's why this word is used in Psalm 212 when it speaks of kiss the son, neshach the son, reconcile with the son, lest he be angry, he perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. So that's a command to kiss the son, to kiss the son of God and be reconciled to him. And it's the same command that's given to us in 2 Corinthians 5.20, now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's Son, be reconciled to God. Now, by the way, this is a scene, in case you haven't noticed, of a, a lot of affection. You know, Jewish families are famous for this. And a lot of affection in the family. You know, and some families have a culture where they never express affection to each other. That's sad. That's just sad when when in a family they don't feel free to express affection to each other, you know, when they don't say you know like do you love me? <laughs> like what? <laughs> but but it says in verse 9, all of them, Naomi, Orpah, and Ruth, they, they all they kissed and they lifted up their voice and wept. They had this that was good. Well, they had a big cry. They had a good cry over all the trouble that had happened, and Naomi didn't want him to go with her, and that was sad. So now we see in verse 10 their response to all this pushback from Naomi. Verse 10, And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. They would hear nothing of leaving Naomi as they, as they protested with the word surely. With that word surely, both Orpah and Ruth said, there's no question about it. We're gonna return with you, Naomi. And notice here they refer to the Jewish people as thy people. Now, in verse 11, so here we see Naomi gets really strong. She comes on strong with them. As she says the same words to them in verses eleven and twelve, Naomi said, "Turn again, my daughters." Verse twelve, "Turn again, my daughters. Go." See, when Naomi says to them, "Go," there's a very strong verse twelve. Reminds me of our uh, of our of our Australian shepherd dog we used to have named Pepper, and <laughs> we used to have her when we lived. In, in, on Madison Avenue near Park Boulevard in the 70s, and David and Joseph were just five and four years old. And we, we, we would leave the house there, and we'd always tell Pepper, now you stay on the porch, and you be a good, good watchdog. See? And she would look at us like she understood. You understand? And, she, and then we'd walk off, and, and, and she'd follow us, and we'd stop and yell at her to go back home. And and sometimes we'd walk the two blocks down to Park Boulevard and catch the bus and go to the San Diego Zoo. And one time we walked off and, and, and we watched behind us to make sure Pepper stayed on the porch and she wasn't following us. Well, that day, Pepper watched until we were out of sight (laughs) <laughs> and then she took off, and she watched when we got on the bus. And we sat down on the bus, and right after the, do- the, the driver shut the door, the driver stands up and yells, does anybody know whose dog this is? <laughs> that was Pepper. And <laughs> we got off the bus, and we yelled to Pepper, go, go home. Well, that's what verse 12 is. <laughs> that's the, it's like us commanding Pepper to go home. Naomi was commanding her daughters in law go home. And what Naomi did by ordering her daughters-in-law to go back to Moab was she, she put them on the test to see just how much do you want to be with me. See, what Naomi did was exactly what the Lord Jesus Christ did to the Canaanite woman in Matthew 15 22 to 28. And when it says, And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast of uh, uh, of Canaan, came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. His disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered her and said, It's not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the, children's ta- from the master's table. And Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee as thou wilt. And her daughter-in-law was made whole from that very hour. And he said, I haven't found that kind of faith in Israel. Compared to this woman, this nation is faithless. That was a test of the Lord Jesus Christ saying to the woman, saying to that woman, Pepper, go home. (laughs) And in essence, she was testing to see just how much she wanted God. And God has the same test for everyone, which is, how much do you want God? Does a person want God enough to break through the barriers to have God? This test was, did this woman want God enough to break through the barrier of not being a Jew? And today there's a similar, it's actually the tables have turned. It's kind of funny. But today there's a similar test for Jewish people, and it goes like this. Does a Jewish person want God enough to break through the barrier of embracing the Lord Jesus Christ as God? Same thing. And that's what we see illustrated here in this passage as Naomi puts up one barrier after another. She's putting up all those barriers, and she's asking the question, do you want God you want to be with me, and you want God enough to break through these barriers? And so now she comes in verse 11, and we see in verse 11 through 13 that Naomi uses another strong argument, not more barrier, to push her daughters back. She says, Naomi says, turn again, my daughters, while you go with me, are there any more sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters, Go your way, go your way. I'm too old to have a husband, and if I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband, also tonight, and should also bear sons, you're going to wait? Would you tarry for them till they were grown? Would you stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Now Naomi has seen that the button to really get them to go back to their mother's house, and they tried, she tried that button, you know, your mother's house button, it hasn't worked so well. So, so now she's pushing harder on a very sensitive button that she's already started to push, because in verse 8, she refers to her, her sons as the dead. So Naomi is suggesting to her daughters-in-law that they were free to go get new husbands. See, in verse 9, Naomi suggests to her daughters-in-law, you go get new husbands. And when she pray the Lord to grant to find rest in each of you in the house of your new husband... And Naomi says that there's, says this because she knows there's a button. It's very sensitive to ladies. And this is the button of the biological clock button. And she's, Naomi is saying to her husband, to her, to her daughters-in-law, your bio, I can hear your biological clock ticking. I can hear it. Time's running out for you to have, an, to, to have children so you better grab a husband while you can. Well, you're not quite that way, but anyway. I mean, you're still young. You're still beautiful. You're able to attract a husband. So don't waste those childbearing years and your youth and your attractiveness on following an old woman like me. And when Naomi said in verse 11, are there yet any more sons in my womb that they should be your husband, Naomi is saying to them, look at me. I can't have any more babies. And if you don't stop following me, you're going to end up like me, an old lady. And to press her point, she gets right in their face in verses 12 to 13. She said, now let's say that the process worked this as fast as possible, and and I should find a husband today, and tonight we should make twin sons. You're going to wait nine months for them to be born? Then you're going to wait another 18 years for them to grow up so they can be your husband's? You willing to wait this 20, 30 years to be able to be married again? Then Naomi says how much she cares for them in verse 13. Nay, my daughters, it grieveth me much for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. So here we see Naomi calling Orpah and Ruth, my daughters. By saying my daughters, she's saying to them, I care for you. I love you. I want to do what's the best for you. Go back. She said, it grieves me much for your sake. The hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Naomi is revealing how she really sees the situation, what's happened. She thinks God's against her, and and God is not for her. And she thinks that Orpah and Ruth have suffered because they were in the crossfire, so to speak. God was shooting at Naomi, and Orpah and Ruth got hit. She thinks she's a jinx to Orpah and Ruth. And so she says, it really grieves her in her heart that, she's, that they've suffered so much because the hand of the Lord's against Naomi. She has a really great outlook, Naomi does. And, and she's really low, and she wants to be alone. You know, Naomi is saying, I'm so low, leave me alone. Let me cry my life away. And it says, now it says in verse 14, they lift, when they heard that, they lift up their voice and wept again. Oh, every time Naomi talks, it makes you want to cry. She's really poured it on, Naomi has, to the point where this loud crying starts all over again. And that's what, the word, and that's what it means by the word again. <laughs> and you can't help but think that this time they're crying this time because Naomi has said that God's against her. And they're crying this time because Naomi has said that God's against her and they know that Naomi doesn't have a chance to resist. Who can resist God when the God's against you? And she's saying, the hand of the Lord's against me. Like I say, she's a good motivational speaker, this Naomi. Anyway, so these arguments, they work for Orpah, but not for Ruth. Because what we read in verse 14, Orpah, it's like too much. The arguments have overcome her. The barriers are too great. She kisses her mother-in-law. But Ruth clave unto her. See, Orpah kisses Naomi goodbye, but not Ruth. Ruth, clave unto her. That's the same word as dabach that we saw in, in Genesis 2.24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave dabach unto his wife. There shall be one flesh. That's the word she, that's used here. She did that. Now, Naomi sees that she's been successful. So she's encouraged in getting Orpah to go back. So she just pours it on stronger for Ruth. And this time, she pushes the your sister-in-law has gone back button in verse 15. She said, behold, thy sister-in-law has gone back unto her people, unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. Now notice how Naomi here in what she's doing with Ruth is that she is posing for Ruth five barrier arguments. Five barrier arguments in verses 8 through 15. Number one, your sister-in-law has gone back to Moab. Number two, as we saw, gone back to her mother's house. Number three, gone back to her people. Number four, gone back to her gods. Number five, gone back to go get a new husband before she dies. So you notice how Ruth replies to Naomi with her entreat me not. And what she does in this is she meets every one of Naomi's argument, her barriers, point by point. Argument by argument, number one, as for Naomi's directive to go back to Moab, in other words, on the familiar road back to Moab, Ruth's reply is, whither thou goest, I will go. As for going back on the familiar road to Moab, I'll go on the unfamiliar road with you, wherever you go, I'll go. And then number two, as for Naomi's directive to go back to your mother's house or lodging place, Ruth's response is, as for my mother's house, the lodging place, where thou lodgest, I lodge. You are my mother. Where you make your lodging, that's my mother's house. Number three, as for Naomi's directive to return back to your people, Ruth's response is, to my people, thy people are my people. In number four, as for Naomi's directive, return back to your gods, Ruth's reply is, thy God is my God, not gods, God. My, thy God is my God. And number five, as for Naomi's directive to return back for a new husband before you die, she says, die? Ruth says, where thou diest, I'll die. And where, the, where you're buried, I'll be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if thought but death, depart thee from me. So, Just as strong as Naomi came on to Ruth to leave, Ruth came on stronger to Naomi to not leave. See, Ruth started her her reply to Naomi with the words, Entreat me not to leave thee, or return from following after thee. See, Ruth was saying to Naomi, Stop it, Naomi. Stop it. Stop pressing me to leave you. Stop coming on strong to leave you because I'll come on stronger. You know, Naomi and Ruth are very, very strong women, very strong-minded. I would not want to get in the muddle of this argument. Very strong-minded. And when Ruth was finished to reply, notice her last words to Naomi. She says, death is going to part me. With these words, Ruth is saying to Naomi, if you want me to stop following me, then you're going to have to kill me. (laughs) That's what she's saying. Mm, Very strong. And that's what it means. We come to verse 18 when it says, when she saw that she was, you know, I mean, what, what, is, she, what is she saying here? She's saying, you know, anything you can say, I can say stronger. <laughs> you know? It's a very tough time. And so in ver- finally in verse 18, it says, when she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, she left off speaking with her. See, the, the Hebrew word for steadfastly minded is the word amats. Which is always a word, which is a, which is a word that's used in comparison. It means stronger. You know, when when Rebecca had these two twins inside of her and this was, the fighting was going on, the Lord said in Genesis twenty five twenty three, the Lord said unto her, two nations are in thy womb, two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. The one people shall be stronger, amatz than the other people. The elder shall serve the younger. So that's that's Ruth's reply. You know, it she's gonna be stronger. I'll be stronger. Than you. And so when it says that in, in verse 18, she left off speaking with her, that, that's Naomi was saying, What can you do? <laughs> I'm stuck with her. That's what it says what it means. So those four words that, that now we come to verse 19, those four words in verse 19 are just beautiful where it says, So they went to so they so so how does it say? So they too went. So they too went. It's a beautiful picture. You know, there, there was a scribe who came to the Lord Jesus Christ with the words of Ruth. And the Lord Jesus Christ came to the, it replied back to scribe with the words of Naomi. You know, it says in Matthew 8, 19 through 20, a certain scribe came and said unto Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. See, that's the root, words of Ruth. And Naomi, the words, and Jesus saith unto him, you want to follow me? The foxes have holes, the birds of the airs have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. See, it's, 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 it's not that the Lord Jesus Christ didn't want the scribe to follow him, but the Lord Jesus Christ was like Naomi. It's not that Naomi didn't want Ruth, but she just wanted to be sure that she really was sold out, and that's the way the Lord Jesus Christ was as well. They both wanted them. Listen, I want you both to count the
1: cost.
2: Because if you follow me, I want it to be, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Give us, Lord, the the persistence and the strength of Ruth to be able to overcome all obstacles that would stand in our way of following you, Lord. May we not be passive, but may we see this, this, this day, Lord, as an example of commitment and devotion and persistence in Jesus' name, amen.
1: Santee, California, nine two zero seven one. Or email Tom Cantor at Tom at Friendship org. Tom Cantor at Friendship org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051
0: What are you doing Sunday nights?